Hello and welcome back to Into House Sports with Jay and Jay. I am Jacob. I'm here with... I'm Jason, Jacob's dad. And we're here for our second episode. I hope you enjoyed the first one. Again, it is released on uh, on SoundCloud. So thanks to everyone who checked it out. There was a few listeners. Uh, I saw that there were some listeners from Germany, Colombia, Canada, Albania. So... That's super cool. But we're, we're really excited. We're going to try to get it on Apple Podcasts. And our eventual goal is to have it on Spotify as well as Google Podcasts. But we got a ton of stuff that we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be discussing some golf. We're going to be discussing some baseball. We're going to be discussing a basketball scenario with some of the hottest new players in the NBA. Zion Williamson, John Morant, Luka Doncic, Trey Young. Um, what else do we got? We got uh, some more of the Fanatics All-In Challenge. We, that was a pretty good segment last week, That was a great week, right? challenge. We really enjoyed that. I hope the listeners did too. And I think there's been some new, um, there's been some new uh, projects as well. So we'll go over that. I look forward to that. And then lastly, we have a bit more on the NHL. Um, I know, Dad, you're going to be bringing that up about opening team facilities. And then some NFL predictions so let's get started. I'll start it off with the first topic again. Today is May 2nd, 2020. Brand new month. And let's get started. So I'm going to be started with this first uh, this first topic. Um, an article by Nick Piazowski. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Of Golf.com. who's fresh off a brand new update um, to... Uh, you know, I'm just going to start this one again. An article by Nick Piazowski of Golf.com. He reported that Billy Horschel, a former FedEx Cup winner, suggested that players uh, will be checking their phone because of college football games in the upcoming Masters. So as you uh, know already, or maybe you don't know this, the 2020 Masters have been delayed. Of course, they were delayed. They should have been played a month ago. And they are delayed till November. And that is right in the heart of the college football season. There will be a ton of games on the Saturday. Uh, I think a few games on the Friday and Thursday. But traditionally, college football is played on the Saturday. So Horschel this week said, what you may see, and hopefully no Augusta member hears this, and it's frowned upon there, but there will be a lot of guys that will have their phone on, be checking their bag and looking at scores. And he said that on the college sports station on Sirius XM radio. Um, So if you don't know, cell phone use is strictly prohibited at Augusta National during the Masters. It was actually a few years ago or a couple years ago in which the PGA Tour uh, started letting fans bring in phones and started recording players uh, take shots. And, you know, being being that it's now the 2020s, phones are allowed at all tournaments. So I think they're allowed at the other majors. Um, but Augusta National is probably, Augusta National and the Masters is probably the most, I'm not sure what the word is, but it's the most sacred, sacred and um, it has the most rules out History. of any other 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 major and especially the course as well it's very limited course membership is like impossible to get in um you know you have to you have um it's the most limited field in golf there's a it's it's so not necessarily the smallest but it's the most exclusive ones like you got guys like Larry Mice who won in 1987 he's eligible to play in it and he doesn't play on the PGA Tour Mike Weir who's playing on the web.com uh, I'm sorry the Corn Ferry Tour who's just eligible for the Corn Ferry Tour, doesn't play in any other PGA Tour events, is eligible for perhaps the most exclusive and the highest, perhaps the highest um, touted um, championship in all of, of professional golf. 
So, um, other things you got to know about the Masters is that some just fun facts about the Masters. You can't run there. Like, it's running is strictly prohibited. The announcers must call it the first nine and the second nine. Uh, there was this, um, this broadcaster on this note, Gary McCord, who was, I think, banned from broadcasting it as he said this comment about Augusta being um, the grass being, the using bikini wax. So there's all these different stories about it. Um, merchandise, there's none sold online, so you can't like buy like a master's hat online. You have to go there and buy it. So there's all these different things. So the question I have today that I want to explore is should fans be allowed to have their phones, first of all, to take pictures of the record uh, players? And I know that they're allowed for practice days, but we're talking tournament days. So when Bubba Watson in 2012 was hitting that shot, hooked that shot out of the rough, and the playoff hole against Louis Ustazen, how cool would it be to have a fan there? Or uh, how cool would it be to have a fan record Tiger Woods last year winning the Masters and get, getting such an intimate view, a fan's perspective? and sharing it with other fans on social media. Uh, so should fans have it, and then should players be allowed to have it? So I want to get your opinion, and then I'll give you mine. Yeah, so uh, that's a very good intro to this uh, interesting topic. When cell phones first uh, came out for uh, golf tournaments, I wasn't quite certain, but, I, but now that it's the 2020s, there's no sound, it's not a distraction for the players. I absolutely think that yes, they should be allowed that that you should be allowed to use cell phones on the golf course as a fan, but the Masters should be no exception. Um, it's got all the rich tradition. We know all we know all about it, and Jacob just gave you some some examples. But moving forward, I think that you should be allowed to use uh, uh, cell phones. Uh, it'd be interesting to know what the what the the penalty would be if a player was to bend down and secretly take his phone out of his bag and. You know, you think he'd be looking. It looks like he's looking for who knows what he's looking for in his bag. But we know that they are, there are going to be players bending down and trying to sneak it out. Rather than sneak it out, they should just be allowed to have it. Um, I know that there's tradition, but um, it's time to move on, Masters, and let the fans and if the players want to see how their favorite NCAA college football team's doing, and it's not a distraction, then I'm all for it. Okay, so that's very interesting. Um, I'm gonna. I agree with you for some of that. I'm also gonna take a different approach. Uh, I I believe fans should be allowed to have phones. Uh, it promotes the game of golf and it promotes sports and it promotes you know, yeah, Augusta National and it promotes the brand. It, 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 there's nothing wrong with getting a video. The only problem, as we said, is you know when you you know I have an iPhone and you know you press the record and it makes that dung noise like it makes a little noise or a shutter noise if you have your ringer turned on. If you have your ringer turned off, it should not be a problem. If you have it on Do Not Disturb, you should have cell phones. Yeah, if your phone goes off, then that's a problem. And yeah, I could see people getting thrown up for that. So yes, fans should have it. But players having phones during, for example, the uh, the course, like let's say they're on the course and you see them checking their phone, I don't think it looks good for the PGA Tour. Um, especially like, you know, to have athletes checking their phone. If you compare it to another sport, imagine if you're on the sidelines at a basketball game and, and a player brings out the cell phone there. It just doesn't look good for the sport to have players kind of not invested in it and not interested. Um, it just doesn't look good for somebody to just pull out a cell phone. Like, it, it just it's just a negative approach. Like, uh, for example, somebody at work, imagine you're at work or um, you're in a business and somebody's doing, it's at, they're at their job, they're at a business meeting and they pull out their phone while the person's talking. You know, maybe it's a little bit more regular because it's a long day or a regular business meeting. 
Um, but it shouldn't be, I don't think it should be allowed during play, especially on the tee. I think that maybe between the, the front, the sorry, the first and the second nine, let me get that master's lingo right, they should be allowed to maybe take a break, go check their phone, go check some scores, or, you know, maybe they're, there's uh, at Augusta, there's some stands that have the college football scores because, you know, they want to know what's going on. But these guys can wait five hours. They have the rest of the night to chill, watch college football. As Tiger Woods, I think, said, there's golfing, um, being on the course out of a 24-hour day. He's, I remember him or Steve Williams, his caddy, said that they're on the course for only a certain amount of day. The rest of it can be used to check their phones. But there's a lot of different rules at Augusta National that need to be updated um, but very interesting for Billy Horschel for bringing that up. So we're going to go over to, to uh, the other Jay, Jason, to talk about his first issue of the day. Not really an issue. I've got a couple of things I want to just bring up. Uh, I mean, uh, one of interest, another's a bit of a shout out. Uh, just uh, on ESPN, I read about this week about Manny Ramirez. Uh, most of you have probably heard of Manny uh, Ramirez. He's now 47 years of age, former uh, Boston Red Sox. Um, and he's, uh, he's looking to come back to, to baseball to return and play in the Chinese Professional uh, Baseball League. Um, he briefly did play for this, uh, I think for Taiwan, back in 2013. It's a league that only is made up of uh, five teams, but it is the first uh, league to come back um, post uh, the COVID uh, virus. Uh, he did play 19 years in the major leagues of uh, baseball and thinks he can still contribute perhaps and maybe I'm not sure how much he can contribute as far as you know batting average and home runs but uh, he certainly would bring some some fans to the game maybe sell a few jerseys and um, and if, if the guy wants to come back at 47 and play a little bit of baseball and have fun why not mm -hmm. no I agree I think that's really good Sorry, just to confirm he what he played in the uh, he played in the Taiwan um baseball league and now he wants to play in the Chinese baseball league or he wants to play in the Taiwanese one because uh, I was I wasn't yeah so sure. I think well he's looking to return to play for for uh, maybe it's the Taiwan team that's somewhere in Asia somewhere in Asia that's right was, so yeah I think I, I looked at his stats I went on baseball reference take took a look at his stats he played really he, he played all the way until 2013 in the major leagues and I think it's great for the fans uh especially for um fans in 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 different parts of the world uh, in particular I'm not, I'm, yeah, where, where, whether it's China or Taiwan or wherever, it's great to see, you know, a legend um, in America come over to, to, a, to, a, to their, uh, to, um, sorry, to their you know, culture, their, their culture, culture or, their or customs, to where they're from. So, so for him to, to go over there and, and play, I think it's, it's great for them. Uh, you know, people probably saw him in a Boston Red Sox uniform. I saw he was a former World Series MVP. So to see a legend, it just, the fans love it. I think fans would love it to have this big name player. For example, like I remember we went to a game when the Calgary Vipers had a team and Jose Canseco, this was after his playing days, he was like the player manager. Yeah, it's a big name and it draws people there because you know you see him and you're like, this guy's in Marcity and I got his autograph. I remember that even though he did steroids. That's a whole other issue. Nonetheless, I don't know if it's a done deal. He still has got to earn his spot. He's still... 40, That's right. Well, forty-seven years old. Yeah, which so, is yeah. Old. So we'll stay we'll stay tuned on that and. But uh, um, good luck to Manny. Well, yeah. One yeah. more thing though is that he reminds me of he's like baseball's Yammer Yager or. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, baseball's Vince Carter, and a fun fact: he's made two hundred million dollars in the big leagues playing over three decades, and players are earning that now in one contract. Hint, hint. Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. 
Yes, yes, indeed. Another thing while we're, we'll move on from, from Manny and good luck to him, but just uh, just a little bit of another shout out and, and wishing well to the Baltimore Orioles, uh, Trey Mancini. He's a 28-year-old uh, uh, with, the, with the organization and he's recovering from uh, uh, stage three colon cancer. Uh, I read on ESPN this week that he's got six months of uh, chemo ahead of him. So he's got a bit of a road ahead of him and um, pretty much came out and said he won't be participating in this year's uh, baseball league, but does look forward to, to coming back next year. So we just want to wish him well. He did lead Baltimore last year on a team that really was at the bottom of the league. Um, but he had you know 291 batting average, really 35 good. home runs, 97 RBIs, a big standout, a big part of that team. So we want to wish him well. He's a young man and he's got a bit of a road ahead, but uh, look forward to see him back uh, hopefully if not this year then then next year yeah no it's uh, definitely terrible uh very you know sad news it's terrible for for uh you know what can happen to anybody um unfortunately it's for for him and i wish trey all the best again a great baseball player a rising star in the mlb and unfortunately um you know baltimore it's very it's sad you know anyway uh we're gonna go over to another topic uh we're gonna be t- discussing Two other young stars in baseball, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees and Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers. Both of them are 28 years old. And uh, this question is inspired by Jacob Schaefer um, of Bleach Report, who put out an article asking, who would you rather have, Yelich or Judge? So um, we are going to go to that question. So, Dad, who is it? Aaron Judge? Christian Yelich. Yeah, that's a very good question, and both are very uh, complete players. Yelich with the Milwaukee Brewers, a Judge with the New York Yankees. Judge uh, was was injured. If the season started to now, I think he's ready to go. But if it would have started on time, uh, he was uh, once again injured. Uh, both players are 28 years of age. Um, as far as durability goes, uh, Yelich he, he, he too is coming off of an injury, but over his brief uh, career. Uh, Judge has been more injured, so I got to hand that to, to Yelich. Um, uh, Judge is perhaps better uh, defensively, um, but as far as you know, power goes, uh, power as far as home runs go. If you look at the statistics, Judge is slightly ahead, but but not by much. Uh, but if we look at durability, we look at speed, defense, and power. If we lock all those up together, I would slightly give it to Yelich. Uh, and I, I think injury, injury is always a big one for me, injury prone and players that are, whether it's tennis or football or basketball, that's always a big one that's planted in my mind. And to me, Judge is a bit more injury prone. And I think on that alone, I would give it to Yelich. Um, good question and not an easy answer. Both very talented players. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I'm going to be giving it to Christian Yelich as well. Um and uh, Aaron Judge, you know, he's definitely more of a flashy player. He's six foot seven, two hundred eighty something pounds. Definitely more of a flashy player. He is, uh, you know, he's one of the tallest players in the MLB. He's gonna easier to spot than Christian Christian Yelich. Nonetheless, the playing ability, I'm gonna give it to Christian Yelich. Um, but first of all, I want to talk about the, the the good things about Aaron Judge. Amazing with hitting home home runs. However, as uh, yeah, and he's a great power hitter and a headline player in one of the most headline uh, one of the most popular teams in sports, the New York Yankees. Um, so that so that's one thing going for him. You know, you take a look at what team he's on. But that's not necessarily the question. The guy missed sixty games in twenty nineteen and fifty the year before. 
Uh, so last the last four years, on average, Yelich I think has played in 130 games, and then the last three seasons has scored 100 runs. Uh, in the last two seasons, he's averaged 40 home runs, over 100 RBI, and was in batting about in the late 320s. Uh, so which is incredible. And the in the MLB these days, there's a lot of guys who are you know there's a lot. It's a big power game, but Yelich is has power. He can get on base. And he's the real deal. He's been the real deal ever since going. It's crazy that he's, you know, you think of Miami. It's like he was in a past life when he was there. Now being in Milwaukee, I think he's only going to get better. Again, he's only 28 years old. He still has many years. He's a key player, and he could be, you know, top three player in the MLB. He's right there with Mike Trout. And um, unfortunately, had an injury, I think, last season. Yeah, end of last uh, season. Yeah. So that's the way I think we're both on the same side. That's interesting for that. Um, this, by the way, you're listening to Into House Sports with J&J. I'm Jacob. He is Jason. And, uh, we've covered a few topics so far. And, uh, yeah, Dad, take just, it away with the next yeah, one. I just want to, you know, being Canadian, of course, just a little bit of a uh, little brief talking about the return of the National Hockey League. Of course, that's just another league with uh, some uncertainty and all these options. And when's it going to start? And when's it not? Are they going to start? Um, the... Um, as long as the um, uh, as long as the current data tends to uh, trend favorably as far as the number of viruses going down, I think that they are hopeful that they will finish the season. Uh, whether it's uh, whether they finish off the regular season to some extent and get right into playoffs or shorten the number of games in the uh, playoff series, will will tell. Uh, one thing that was interesting is that Pierre LeBrun of the uh, LeBrun of the Athletic. Um, stated that the 2020-2021 season uh, will likely be rescheduled and to begin sometime in December. I think that this, of course, is to allow this season, the 2019-2020 season, to finish. And at the same time, if the season starts not until December, allows maybe, or hopeful, that there will be some fans in the stands to, to actually enjoy the the, uh, the games and, and, and bring revenue in. And that's a whole other story about as far as revenue goes. So, uh, more, again, more, allowing more time to complete this year and uh, hopefully start next year. Um, might be a very, they might, maybe they won't even have a training camp. They'll finish this year, have a week off, and get into next year. So, uh, any other, that, that, that continues every day as far as are they going to, are they not going to, and all the options. And what, yeah, Jacob, uh, what are De- your comments? Definitely sure. a lot of different uh, scenarios they have to ponder over the next little while. We don't know how this virus is going to be. Of course, we haven't seen something like this ever, well, at least in recent in recorded history. So, um, of course, as we read, the NHL hoping to open the team facilities. I'd love to see it. You know, it's we want sports to come back, and I as, as I much I'd like to see this as much as the NBA. Of course, going to to, to Disney World playing. Um, one thing that is not going is going to one thing that is going to be interesting, and unlike the NBA players gathering one location, whether that is in Florida. Or Nevada, they were talks of the NBA going to um, Las Vegas. Is that the NHL might open in four different places? And the one thing about different places is that each state or province has different legislations and requirements to open the virus. So, for example, Georgia in the United States was one of the first states in order to open up uh, its economy, while other states, I think probably New York and New Jersey, are a little bit farther behind. Uh, of course, in Canada, there's completely different cases. You have, um, you know, territories like Nunavut. Of course, I don't think the NHL is playing in Nunavut. Has one case, who Quebec, 
I just read today has a thousand more cases today. So that being said, each different uh, province and ter and uh, each province or state or territory has different uh, legislation. So it's going to be tricky to 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 you to kind of make it all synchronized. You know, they talked yeah. the NHL talked about having four different uh, divisions or the four different divisions play in one or one arena or one area. So that's going to be hard. And also one thing is how they're going to do the social distancing. If the social distancing ends and they get rid of that and they say that's not a big deal, I can see it. But again, I don't know if we talked about this last week because I'm getting a little bit of deja vu. Maybe I was thinking about this, but um, these guys got to come home to their families at the end of the day and um, they don't want to be bringing the virus um, home with them. And um, again, I heard, again, it'll start the 2021 season in December. That would be ideal. Everything's going to get pushed over. Um, I don't know how the off season will be. Hypothetically, if the season ended in like September, maybe they'd have a couple months off. But uh, I think the NBA and the NHL kind of similar plans. We'll see which one comes first. Also, news about the NHL. There apparently they're looking into having the draft in the beginning of June. Okay. I read that. Did you read that? Or I knew. I know I hadn't read that, but uh, uh, beginning of June. Okay, so something to so to look forward to. Uh, potentially not announced, and while the NBA delayed their draft, so they're on different sides for that. Sure. Uh, we're going to go to another topic really quickly. Uh, Zion, Ja, Luca, Trey. Those guys, real deal, future of the NBA. Ah, it rhymed. I didn't even... <laughs> Tim Batemps of ESPN brought up this topic, which led to my question. Which NBA player from the past two drafts would you have to start a franchise? And those guys, those, those franchises, all the players on those teams right now, you know, they're not like contending right now, but we'll see. It's a very good uh, question, and I'm sure there's lots of opinions out there regarding this. you got four very talented players, all future, regular all-stars. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, according to the article from ESPN, the, the fellow Tim uh, Bontemps, who uh, wrote the article, uh, suggested that maybe Luka Doncic might be the greatest European player ever. I mean, there's a big question mark to that. He's only in his, his second year now. Yeah. So he's obviously big talent there. Uh, Trey Young... Uh, He's one of my favorite players in the NBA, uh, so I'll talk about him more briefly in a minute. Zion Williamson, uh, you know, electrifying, amazing talent, uh, but there is that injury-prone, well, we don't know that yet. He well, hasn't been around long enough to give him that label, but there is that, uh, that, there is that plant in the back of my brain. And then Ja, uh, Jay, uh Moran. Ja Moran, yeah. So, uh, anyhow, to answer your question, I might be, uh, I might be on the uh, low side of uh, favorable uh, desire having Trey Young as my number one player, but I just maybe it's just because I'm a big fan. His his offense is amazing. Maybe he suffers a little bit more on the defensive side of things, but he's so talented offensively. I think that almost overshadows what he does there. He just uh, uh, the way he scores and assists, and uh, I just enjoy watching him. Uh, I haven't seen enough of the yellow uh, of Zion Williamson. To call him number one, I mean, there's oh, there's so much said, so it's great things to say about him, and uh, again, these other players too are uh, you know must see TV as well. But uh, I'll go with Trey Young. Um, Jacob, what are your thoughts? Uh, I know you like Trey Young. I do too, for sure. And um, he's coming up later in the show. Surprise, surprise! So keep listening if you're a Trey Young fan. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Luka Doncic, and um, the reason for that is, and it came I think for me between him and Trey is that. Luka Doncic, he's in his second season and he's already an MVP candidate. It's incredible how fast his rise has been. And if he's this good in his second season at such a young age, 
I can't wait to see how good he's going to be and how far he's going to be taking this Dallas franchise. I'm sure Mark Cuban's going to be happy with that, as would any owner, but uh, he definitely comes to mind when I think of Dallas. But I would start him. Uh, he's so he's so uh, unique in the in this modern day NBA. He's a point guard that has he's a point guard that is at si- a six foot seven point guard, and that's c- turning into the new NBA guys that are that are you know tall guys that can rebound the ball and play good. I think uh, rebound the ball, play good. I think defensive basketball and um, you know dribble and and no, okay, obviously dribble, but like you know guys that can handle the ball and they can do it all, like a Magic Johnson type point guard and. Um, I could, I could, like, the guys that go in that category are LeBron James. LeBron James, you know, recently shifting to point guard. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's a yeah. great ball hand, handler. Pascal Siakam. I, I noticed that a couple years ago, how good his ball handling is at 6'9", 6'10". You used to see these shorter guys, uh, 6'0", 6'1", guys, who are, you know, still good. But these guys that are much taller, you know, sizes definitely can be an advantage. Uh, other guys in that category include Carl uh, Anthony Townsend. Kevin Durant, those guys are the future of the NBA, and um, Doncic is looking um, pretty good. Um, one thing, for example, that separates him between you know another um, other guys is or another point guard that's a taller point guard, Ben Simmons, is that he has an established three pointer, and I know that Simmons is going to look to add that to his repertoire, but um, he has he has everything going. For, he has he's averaging uh, I think this season. Uh, 29 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists. And that's incredible Huge for point guard. Russell Westbrook-esque numbers. numbers. Uh, Trey Young is right there, though, for me. He is exceeding expectations. I know he was gonna be, he was towed to Steph Curry 2.0. He has some Curry-esque stuff in him. Um, Curry and John loved Trey Young as well. And, you know, he's also, you also have that, you know, the likability factor. He's a very likable player. And definitely would be great to have him to start a franchise. Uh, John Moran and Zion Williamson are excellent. I, I'm a big Zion Williamson fan. Um, I just need to see more of them before I can add them to a franchise. They're in their first year. As you said, Zion Williamson is, you know, he could have another injury. He's a big guy and, uh, you know, strong, tall, big guy who could potentially get injured. Yeah. You know, you don't want him to, you know, you don't want him to get injured. And, and John Moran, we just need to see more of him, you know. Uh, it's only been one year. It is a question worth noting and circling and revisiting the comparisons a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. Take these four guys and look at their careers and see if they, um, how they compare ten years from now, whether they remain super close or one diminishes and one excels. Um, you can do these comparisons for many different athletes and many different sports um, from the beginning of their careers and compare it to the end. I don't think we do enough of that. Yeah. And but I think- uh, that, would be, that, that would be interesting to, to, to do. So uh, Yeah. And and, 10 years from now, we'll revisit that again. And I think that there's going to be other guys within these two drafts that are going to, you know, step up. Um, potentially, um, like other guys later in the draft class who, you know, you know, Pascal Siakam wasn't this highly touted and, you know, one most, most improved player. And he's a top 20 player right now in the NBA. Um, so that's that with that topic. Do you got anything else to add? Yeah? Of uh, course just, you do. Sorry, uh, I remember yeah, you did. So again... Uh, um, this is just a point of interest. Uh, we're waiting for the baseball season to begin, but just something to throw out out there. And maybe some of you, if, you, if we get our Twitter going or there's an opportunity for you to respond to this, uh, please uh, please follow us. Again, the name of our program is In the House Sports with J&J. But just, uh, just uh, something a little bit about baseball here. I just heard this on the, uh, on the news the other day and couldn't help but stop and think about this one. But back in 1930, Hack Wilson was a outfielder for the Chicago Cubs. 
And during that season, and back then they played 154 games versus today's 162, Hack Wilson had 191 RBIs. It's an amazing number. Will it ever be passed? Will everybody, anybody ever get that far? The same year, the guy that was number two that year, but again, this is 1930, was Lou Gehrig, was at 174, which again is a huge number. The player that has come closest to this 191 was Miguel Cabrera back in 2012 with 139 RBIs. So just a, a lot. stat to, to look at and stop you in your tracks and say, wow. So a shout out to Hack Wilson. How, how did you come up with that, Dad? Or, I heard, or, I heard yeah. about this guy, Hack Wilson, the other day and did a little, a little bit of research but, on it. But and, why were they talking about him? Just I, I don't don't recall. It was just a, it was the question that came across was, will anybody ever be able to get greater than 191 RBIs ever Fair. again? And when I, when I looked at that, I couldn't help but think about Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, 92 goals in the 1981 season. Will anybody ever be able to get 92 goals in one season? Again, that's for a later date. But uh, you look at some of these st stats that, just, that are out there that, we, that are worth, that are worth uh, revisiting. And uh, uh, let's hear it for this guy, Hack Wilson, 1930. So that's 90 years that's ago. Cool. When I think of incredible records, two just popped into my mind. Number one, I was reading. I'm reading Steve Williams. He was the former caddy for Tiger Woods. Uh, as well as um, uh, Raymond Floyd and um, Greg Norman. And um, he was talking about Tiger Woods. He made tons of cuts in a row. It was like 150 cuts in a row. Incredible. And another record, remember that amazing quarter by Clay Thompson? He had like 36 in one quarter. Those are two records yeah. that are probably right there with your guy, Hack, Hack Wilson. Wilson. Gotta love the baseball stats. You gotta love sports stats, the numbers. Definitely. And uh, baseball certainly, I think, has as many as uh, any other one. So we are going to go to... No, we're dead. Sorry. Let's let's continue with what you were going to say. I'm so sorry. That's okay. No problem at all. The next uh, brief topic, and uh, again, we've talked about basketball, and of course, I always talk about golf, and we just talked a little bit about baseball, but just, uh, just some NFL predictions. There's three teams that... I'm going to just throw out at you today. I read these on Bleach Report. They had the win-loss records for all the NFL uh, teams. And uh, I looked at uh, them, and I couldn't disagree on both, you know, whether they you know, 9 and 8, 7 and 7, 10 and 6. I agree with most of the predictions that were provided. There's three teams I'm going to throw out Yeah, with the, uh, the predictions that were given. You can think about what number of win-losses that you would give these teams. And then I'll ask you too, Jacob, what your, what your thoughts are. According mm -hmm. to the... Bleach Report, the Carolina Panthers with Todd uh, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Ted, Teddy Bridgewater came over, of course, from New Orleans. Is going to go 3-13 and 13 this year. Now, Carolina is in a, in a uh, tough uh, division. Um, I, think they're with, um, I think they're with New Orleans and Atlanta. Tampa Bay. And, uh, and Tampa Bay. But uh, I, I like Bridgewater. I think he, he showed a lot uh, last year. I think he showed a lot. With uh, New Orleans stepping in for Drew Brees, uh, the uh, the Bleacher Report had him had Carolina going with three wins, thirteen losses. I am going to disagree with that and predict greater number of wins. I'm going to go with six and ten, or even maybe I mean, you know what? I'm going to change that to seven and nine for the Carolina Panthers. They're a young team; they've lost some players, but I'm going to say that three and thirteen is is too low, so I'm throwing that out. That's one that stood in front of me. Fair. Um, I uh, made this prediction, and then I looked at it, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm way off. And I made it. You know, they have some two-star two players. 
Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey. Yes. I went with 10 and 6. I think that's going to be the shocker of the 2020 NFL season whenever it gets played. I don't know when it's going to get played. 10 and 6. All right. But, well, that's uh, uh But they're going to they're going to be uh really good. I think you know what? They could be a shocker in this really tough division that they have going against them. But if, you know what? Anything can happen this year. If, if Bridgewater can stay healthy and play 16 games, it'll be interesting to see if, if he can not. carry them because he does have that kind of uh, finesse, that ability to run with the ball, kind of like Patrick Mahomes a little bit. Uh, do not sell them too short. The other team um, is the good old Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've always kind of liked Tampa Bay because they've always been an underdog, but um, all these years of not being a big Tom Brady fan now that he's there, well... Uh, Bleacher Report is suggesting they're going to go 11-5. and five. Uh, They are in, again, that division we just commented on. Um, I don't think the 11-5 and five for Tampa Bay is happening. Uh, we could go on and on about this, but Tom Brady wasn't looking so great last year. I know everybody in Tampa Bay is buying his jersey and bowing down to him, but I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be that... That great. He's Rob lost. Gronkowski, though. Gronkowski, I saw him on TV a few months ago saying he was finally, finally feeling better in the head, that his concussion symptoms have diminished. The fact that he's coming back with his history of concussions, I don't know what he's doing coming back. I'm not sure he got the medical clearance. Uh, but sure, Tampa Bay is excited, excited about having Brady and uh, Gronkowski. But in my mind, there are a couple of has beens. Yeah, you heard it right here on Into House Sports. I think they're done. They're ha- there has been the Tampa Bay. After cheering for them all these years, I don't think they're going far. So my prediction, instead of 11-5, and yeah, we'll go with 8-8. Eight and eight. Oh, I thought the way you were talking, you were going to say 1-15. and 15. Yeah, yeah, 8-8. Eight eight. That's okay, not playoff yeah. bound. I originally had them 9-7, and seven, but with all that negative talk towards Tampa Bay, and I think they'll be okay. I'm going with 8-8 eight and eight as well. I just, I don't know. Tom, as you're saying, Tom, and they have a lot of, you know, probably a lot of other good players as well, and I think... It's going to be so exciting for their fans to have these two amazing uh, players. But let's see if they can continue their legacy. The, the last team we'll bring up is the New England Patriots. Um, I, read a, I read a stat this week that the New England Patriots have gone 17 straight years of having double-digit wins. That's 10 or greater wins for 17 years. It's a good streak. Um, they've got a quarterback that I believe has only fo- thrown four regular season passes in Jarrett Stidham. Uh, they seem confident in his ability, and you know, players uh, they got to come from somewhere. And if Belichick has confidence in him, it's interesting because I find myself almost cheering a little bit for New England after all these years of hoping they didn't do well. But again, I'm an underdog guy, and so I can't help but kind of feel I hope that uh, hoping that New England actually does okay after all these years of hoping that they would not do okay. I guess it's Brady who I don't like and don't mind Belichick. Anyhow, the Bleach Report suggested they would go four and twelve. I am going to suggest that they will do better with Belichick, the history, probably not playoff bound, but maybe I'm not increasing this too much. But I will go with seven and nine. Yeah, I don't think they'll be making the playoffs this year. Not until they uh, change that format to have another team. Uh, maybe they'll sneak in with the seven nine record. Uh, I actually have them the exact same record as a Bleacher as Bleacher Report. I'm going with four and twelve okay. as well. So I uh, don't. I think it's going to be a major rebound, a major. Uh, sorry, kind of. I don't know. Re, I don't know if rebuilding year or whatever. But they're not making the playoffs this year. They've had a ton of success, so much success, and uh, just, I guess it's done. Just and want to throw one one little uh, note. But Jameson Winston, I was a fan James. of his in Tampa Bay last year. He had 33 touchdown passes, 
30 interceptions. I think there's a big upside to him with the right coach. The fact that he's in New Orleans, to me, I was hoping he'd be the a... The Harvard of football. <laughs> the Harvard of football is what he said. And to me, I may be saying all the right things. But I think uh, I'm, I was disappointed that he couldn't find a job somewhere being a starter because I think he's only going up, up, up to be on the bench waiting for Drew Brees to end his career. I don't know. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed in his decision to go there. So we'll follow his career and... Uh, and, uh, and and good luck to him. Okay, one more really quickly before I think our last segment of the day. What about the LA Rams? That's our team, by the way. We're Rams fans. They have a brand new logo. And uh, I guess no Todd Gurley this year. No Todd Gurley, and uh, they've lost Cooks. So really quickly, what's your... Uh, Bleacher Report had them at 7 and 9. That's what I have them too. Uh, no, I'm going to... Uh, you know, after going to the Super Bowl two years ago, and dropping off last year... Losing some key players again this year in a brutally hard division. I'm going to flip the seven and nine, and the and McVay and Goff and their new rookie running back and last year's rookie running back Henderson. I'm going to flip that and have the Rams going nine and seven. Solid and perhaps a wild card because they have expanded really? the. Uh, is that the, for uh, next? Is that for next year? Well, that's a good question. We'll double check on that. It's coming up soon, but, either next year or the year after. Um, anyway, we're going to go to our last segment of the day. This one was a fan favorite. Well, maybe not, but I sure liked it. It was. It was. The fans loved it. <laughs> but uh, this was the Fanatics uh, ranking challenge, where uh, if you haven't heard, Fanatics, uh, co-owner of, I think he's the co-owner of the 76ers and New Jersey Devils and founder of Fanatics, which is a sports site where you can order jerseys and uh, memorabilia and all that, or jerseys and apparel and all that stuff. Um, they have been raising these once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for COVID-19. They have raised over $29 million U.S. So we got five different experiences for you that you got to rank this year. And um, here are the experiences. So I picked a bunch of random numbers this week. Since today is May... No, since... Sorry, we're going to get that out. So yeah, since today is May 2nd, First experience is MMA with Dana White, and you get to sit with actress Halle Berry. So that's number one. That's the first one. The next one, number 100, is a Goodyear blimp ride and a private tour of the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, the next one we have, since Tiger Woods has won 15 majors, that's I picked number 15, sit courtside and get Trey Young's jersey and customized shoes. See, there's a Trey Young, um, what I'm talking about. I said I knew we were going to get back to him. Then we got number 12. That's your favorite number. Get to go to the Tokyo Games next year. So that's one. And number 17, my favorite number, warm up with Joel, with all-star Joel Embiid and sit courtside at a 76ers game. Maybe you'll get to meet uh, the uh, Fanatics and founder and the owner of the 76ers there at while you sit courtside. And then, uh, yeah, so I want to hear your well, rankings. Well, those are some, uh, quite some uh, fun festivities. Those are tough ones. They've really done well to, uh, raising money for this charity. What was the total number, amount? That, uh, about, I think about $29 million. 29, I will fact check $29 million. I know that we've contributed to that. Um, I have. So uh, good luck to you, Jacob. So Thanks. If we're going to rank these from uh, 5 to 1, with 1 being my most desirable... Uh, the blimp ride, I'm going to have to go with number five on that. Uh, not a big fan of heights, so number five blimp ride. would be the blimp ride for me. You, Jacob, what did you have for number five? I had the blimp ride 
actually, I'm just going to sell it, tell you the boom fight. I had Adam on as number three, I think. I'm not a big college football fan, but it would be, it's like you get to go see this like secret stuff, like stuff that very exclusive and, um, Limp Pride would be super dope. It would be amazing looking down at a uh, Michigan Wolverine game with 100,000 people and you're looking from above looking down. That would be pretty awesome. So that's number five. Number three for you. Number four for me would be at this stage, we don't even know if the Tokyo games are going to take place next year, uh, but that would be pretty good. I'm going to, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, Dana White. Um, with the W, is that that's with the mixed martial arts mixed with Halle Berry? Yeah. I mean, would be, that would be, I mean, this is a, this is not a hard one. It's not an easy one to turn down. But that's my number. That's your number four. Four. Yeah, I had that one at number five. I'm not a big MMA kind of guy. Um, I bet I think Dana White and Halle Berry are great people. Uh, but they're not really. I don't. They're just not as interesting to me as the other ones. Fair enough. Uh, number three would be the Joel Embiid. Uh, going going to a courtside Philadelphia game, hang out with Joel and B would be totally cool. But uh, get to warm up with him. Get to warm up, shoot a few uh, reverse layups, and maybe practice my free throws so I can beat my son on the driveway. Uh, so that would be my number three. Where did you have Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia? I had that at number two. Uh, I think that he is a he's a savage on court, and I've seen him play some pickup with uh, strangers and absolutely have no mercy for them. I think he'd be super friendly and going to a 76ers game and it would be an excellent experience, that's for sure. Amazing. The uh, Tokyo Games versus Trey Young, as you've heard earlier, I am a big Trey Young fan. Now, the Tokyo Games, is that exclusive? You get to go there and you get to go to a bunch you, of uh, you events get to, and you get watch to take the, It's with the current circumstances that it might not actually happen. Well, that's uh, if, there, if, if it was a certainty and uh, you know I was able to make time to take off from my podiatry practice for two weeks here in Calgary. I would go. I would love to go to Tokyo and watch the Olympic Games. However, right here in the moment, having to make a decision, uh, I'll just go with Trey Young. It's a safer bet that we'll have basketball before the Tokyo Winter uh, Summer Olympic Games. So I'm a big fan of his, as mentioned before, and a hangout court side. You get his shoes, too. And I get his shoes. I'm a size 12. I don't know if his shoes would fit me, but uh, maybe they would. That's and he got his jersey. He got his jersey oh, too. And the jersey. So some fun things there. Some good choices. Yep, there. I got Trey Young at number one as well. So we're on the same page for that Tokyo Olympics. That was my number four, considering that they might not happen. If they would happen, though, that would be my number one. I do want to go to an Olympic Games, and um, yeah, that pretty much does it. Uh, that just review. Just to review our show yeah, today. Yeah, review our show today. So we talked about today PGA Tour and the Masters. Uh, we talked about some comparisons. We got a basketball comparison with the league's brightest stars, um, as well as uh, baseball. We got baseball. We got our guy, uh, Hack Wilson, and a very interesting stat. We got some NFL predictions. Uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it as a well. Bit, a little bit of talk on the NHL, NHL return. Yes, so we hope you enjoy it. Again, we'll be starting a Twitter Twitter page um, uh, or Twitter account very soon, so stay tuned for that. Thanks again for listening. What just, were you going to say? I was just going to say, lastly, uh, We'll, you know, be safe out there. We hope sports is going to return soon, and we can talk. We'll talk about that more hopefully next week with the introduction. But I did hear for all you NASCAR fans out there that they will have seven NASCAR races coming up. That's seven NASCAR races within ten days. Wow, that's a lot. So for you NASCAR lovers out there, enjoy the zoom zoom, and we we'll hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening. We're gonna zoom zoom on out of here. Thanks for listening. 
to Into House Sports with J&J. Again, have an awesome week. Stay safe. And thanks again for listening. We had fun. Stay well. Have fun. Live your best life. Peace out.